Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited to bring you our featured guest from across the pond, Lorna Poole. Lorna, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thanks for having me, Ken. You're very welcome. So Lorna is actually from Ireland, so you now understand the accent, and she is a dating coach. She helps smart, savvy, successful women who are single to find love with a great guy by showing how to master the dating phase from getting asked out to I do. She actually founded something called Magnet for Love Coaching. After her own love disaster, she decided it was time to get it right. She realized she kept attracting the wrong guys, and she knew if she never took her love life seriously, she would never meet her Mr. Right. Luckily for Lorna, she's now in a loving relationship with her great guy. She's actually the host of the Magnet for Love podcast and a professional speaker, and she's passionate about empowering women to move beyond the fear, the pain and regret that, that has held you back from attracting the partner you truly want and deserve. So Lorna, do me a favor, would you take a minute and just give us kind of a window into how you actually got started doing this work? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, it's funny looking back, but when I was young, looking at my people around me, my family, uh, their, their marriage, I was like, I don't want that. And I used to have a very strong belief of why would anybody ever want to be in a relationship looks like the most miserable awful experience ever <laughs> and you know I didn't know at the time that when you believe your belief is so strong like that it'll help you struggle with love and at a very young age I remember my mom and dad fighting in the kitchen and my dad would quite regularly upset my mom who used to run around and do everything for him and I hated that and they were fighting and I remember saying to my mom why did she put up with that and that she should divorce him? I don't know why I said divorce the time I was about 11 years of age. It must have been popular in the news. Anyway, and she said, all men are the same and that's just the way it is. And I said to myself, I'll never end up like you. And little did I know, all through my 20s and well into my 30s, I was attracting men that would not commit. Um, they were players they messed with my head and I struggled with love for a very long time. One of the things I joke is I made every mistake for you. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, uh, I did turn it around and that's, that changed my life. And it's now helped me change other people's lives. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, as you know, we focus on partnership here on Speaking of Partnership. And I want to ask you, what do you use for like, I call it a guiding principle. Some people call it a quote or a mantra, but it's it's kind of like what you come back to. If you ever kind of get off track in your partnership, 
This is your anchor. This is what brings you back. What's that for you? In my partnership is, this was a big aha for me. And that was to show up in the relationship as you want it to be. So rather than I coming into a relationship and starting a fight or telling him I want to break up with him because he's not doing what I want or whatever, I didn't realize that what I, the energy I was putting out was creating my situation. And now I live with the philosophy of if I want a kind, loving relationship, am I showing up that way? If I want a relationship where it's intimate and connected, am I showing up that way? And that has really changed changed my relationship. Um, and the guy I'm with now is completely different to the guy I would have attracted 10 years ago. Yeah, well, like, what do you mean yeah. by that? The guy I attract now to the guy I would have attracted? Yeah, yeah. The guy I'm with now is... He's intimate, he's connected, he's committed, he's honest, he treats you well, he does little things for you, he makes you feel good. The guy I would have attracted before um, didn't know whether he wanted a relationship, um, was inconsistent between the dates, um, wouldn't commit. And that was coming from my energy, that was coming from my beliefs about love. And my fear, because I used to have a fear that if I ended up in a relationship, that I would be trapped. Mm. And I was putting out an energy of, we're not going to get very close. Or I would go out with a guy that was more into me than I was into them because I was in control of the situation. <laughs> and I would break up with them a year and a half later. And towards the end, I dated three really dangerous situations. <laughs> and one of the guys I went out with, he used to start fights. I used to take a spare key. And he was scary looking back. I was very, <laughs> very lucky. And I remember going to my parents' house and phoning from a long distance and saying, this is over. And then bringing my sister and her husband up to grab my stuff and get out. And you know, because I used to just go along with things, because I would put myself in situations where it wouldn't actually work out. And when I met the guy I'm going out with now, I had to get comfortable with being treated well. I had to get comfortable with, and this is the funny thing, I think for a lot of women when they attract the wrong guy, it's kind of, even though you don't want it, it's kind of familiar and it's safe, even though it's the very thing you don't want. And when I started to change my life and attract a great guy, it felt weird at first to be treated well and have somebody <laughs> go buy you flowers and do nice things for you. And you have to really want that to have it. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. And thank you for sharing that because it's, it's I love the way you, you, you started that out, right? You described how your your current guy is treating you which as you just said meant that's how you're showing up now before when they weren't really sure they wanted this they weren't committing so on and so forth that was also how you were showing up yeah so oftentimes we think it's the other person that's the issue yeah but we don't have any control over that 
No. We have 100% control over us. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just such an interesting thing because that was such a great example, Lorna, of how we, you know, in many ways get in our own way and don't even know we're doing it. Yeah, and, you know, even recently I was just speaking to a girl the other day and she was talking about this new guy she met and she was talking about how he's getting angry with her and they're only going out less than six months and in the back of my head I'm going, get out, get out, get out, you know? Because sometimes... We don't think we can have what we want till we see it and look back. Mm. And I, I feel a lot of people stay in things that are less than what they can have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lorna, I'd, I'd love it if, well, actually our listeners would love it because this is what they've told me is they love when our guests share stories, their own personal stories. Like where do they, you know, trip up or where do they succeed? So do me a favor. Would you start with sharing a story with us of a specific time when you kind of tripped up in your partnership? You know, what were you doing? What did you trip on? And, and what did you learn from that experience that has helped you move forward? In old partnerships, the biggest trip up for me was what I accepted. When I... I remember going out with a guy and he was a good guy but he wasn't ready for a relationship but I didn't know I didn't know how to know that and you know I met him and he said to me from the very beginning he said I'm not looking for a relationship right now I'm getting over my ex right and I was like Oh, that's great. And I would keep asking him out. We went on dates and went on dates um, and we'd all be uh, quite a while apart. And this went on for eight months and then the relationship fell apart. And I feel the biggest change for my life was the partners. I A partner I would pick now come to, compared to a partner I would have picked then. When you ever hear a guy saying, I'm not looking for anything serious, I'm getting over my ex, I just want to have fun, da, 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 he's not ready to be in a partnership. He's not ready to give you what you need. And once I learned this and figured this out, it was such an aha to me. Whereas the guy I'm with now can happily say, I'm ready for a committed relationship. I really would like to meet somebody. And you cannot have a great partnership if this is not available from the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's Lorna, that's such a great example. And unfortunately, you're not the first guest who has shared something similar where they were dating someone who very clearly said, I'm not looking for a relationship. Or in one case, they said, I'm never, I don't ever want to get married again. I've been married. It's got nothing to do with you. I'm just never getting married again. And they continued dating this person for three years, hoping they, thinking, oh, he'll, he just needs to know me more. Yeah. No. And then it hit them. He actually told me on the second date he was never getting married. Why yeah. didn't I believe him? Yeah. And it's so fascinating, right? Because we want to hear what we want to hear. Yeah. And we want to change them into what we think they should be. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. 
And yes, big, somebody can come up with an exception, but 99.9% of the time, it doesn't work. The biggest aha was let go of the wrong guy fast. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? You know what? The minute you hear those words, the minute he's not stepping up, the minute he's not making you a priority, the minute he's not consistent, out the door. Get get rid. Most of my coaching is that's not working. Let's focus on the right guy now. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because one of the things that, you know, oftentimes why we hang out and keep a relationship that we know isn't working is that idea that, well, what if that's the last one? Right? Yes. There, there aren't any more. There's nobody in this town or whatever. And, I mean, I'm sure you've had this too, Lorna. I've had women in New York City tell me there are no men. Yeah. I've had women in, I mean, it's like, hello, there are men. There are people getting married every single day in your city. There aren't, it's not that there's no men. It's that that's what you're believing is that, up oh, that you've created that, that filter so you don't see the men. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Go ahead. And that keeps you stuck because it's never the city, the the country. You're the common denominator in all your experience. I would have traveled for 15 years. I showed up the same way and I attracted the same guy in every country. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's so funny, right? Because people often tell me like I hate it when I hear that. But I look at that as like the best thing ever because that means you have the power. Yes. You're yes. not waiting on somebody else to do something different. You actually have what everybody's looking for, control of the situation. Yeah. And you, you can do something about it. And it, it comes from inside of you. And what actually creates happiness is not the guy or the house or da-da-da. It's when you accomplish and master yourself – you feel amazing. Exactly. When you do the things you love, live the life you love, you know, you'll end up with somebody who's who's great and it's it's fab. Yes. Yeah, and there's so many pieces to this, but you're right, when we boil it down to the basis, it's taking care of your own house. Right? Yeah. Making sure you've done your work and it doesn't mean you're perfect. This isn't, no. oh, I have to go till there's nothing else that ever shows up because that's not going to happen. No. It's going, I'm, I'm taking care of me and I'm looking for somebody who can manage themselves and we can work together to be the best version of each one of us and then create the best partnership possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. So I love that, that, you know, Really pay attention. If it's not there, it's not there. It's funny because it's like, how fast can you sort, <laughs> right? I don't want to go searching for the right guy, trying to make him into the right guy. I want to find the guy now, like the, the turnkey situation where he's, he's ready. Like you said, he's not like needs some coaxing. He's ready now. Mm, absolutely. You know, uh, magnets for love comes from becoming what you want to attract you know mm -hmm. uh you get there first when you're quality quality will show up exactly exactly right awesome so let's kind of flip this around lorna uh, what's a time that's like 
one of your favorite partnership moments. Maybe it's romantic, but it could be family or career or whatever. But, you know, you think back on this time, you're like, wow, that was so freaking cool. What's one of those for you? What was cool when I got the inner strength to communicate my needs? I was one of these people that uh, avoided big topics or sharing anything vulnerable or any emotions, anything like that. And, you know, on my discovery and coaching and all that good stuff, I got very skillful at communicating my needs. And when you get really good at that, uh, I think a lot of women don't really understand how to do that. You'll you'll get a guy who'll make the plans, take the lead, step up for you. And you can have a really solid relationship. I remember one time with my partner rolling around the bed because I was so embarrassed to talk about what I wanted in life. <laughs> and... Uh, because it was so uncomfortable for me. I never did it before my whole life. Yeah. And it's funny how you share this ugly stuff inside yourself. And it's actually the richest thing you can share. Well said. Yeah, and it I... just puts you closer and closer together and a, a stronger relationship. And the more you can be you in a relationship, the, the ha just it's happier. It, it's strong. And it takes a lot less effort. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's, it's easy to be yourself. It's hard to be someone you're not. Yeah. But that's what and we've been told. Oh, you got to be like this. And if that's not you, then you got to change. You got to hide that. Or you, it's, it's such crap. Yeah. You, you know, sharing those thoughts that you think no one else will like to hear um, is actually quite powerful. And it releases it. Yeah. And it stops being roused when you're chopping the tomatoes and something's been bothering you for four days of what he did or said or you did or said. And, you know, even in the bedroom is better. You know, if you got the ability to clear the air or bring up what's going on um, continually, you'll have a very strong relationship. Yes. And, and you spoke about this earlier, right? You mentioned, you know, you didn't know how to communicate your needs well. And... I mean, obviously, there's ways that aren't the best way to communicate your needs, like waiting until you're about ready to explode and then, you know, going off on him. That's not really the best way. <laughs> it's much better. No. I'm realizing there's a theme here, Lorna. You said, you know, let go of the wrong guys fast. It's also speak to your needs fast. Yeah. It's like the yeah. sooner you can get to the truth, the better. Because either yeah. A, he'll be like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks for letting me know. Or... He won't be interested and it'll tell you, eh, maybe he's not the best candidate for partnership. Yeah. So you win either way. Plus, like you said, now it's out. Now it's not sitting there inside of you stewing away. Yeah. So it's it's a win-win-win situation. And yet it's so hard because our cultures have told us your needs aren't important. You need to put other people's needs first. If you put your needs first, you're selfish. I feel relationships, partnerships don't work unless each individual needs are met. I agree. And you have to have the ability to go there. Yeah, because nobody's going to guess what you need. No. They'll guess Men. what they need, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they won't guess what you need because they don't know what you need. 
Yeah, and you can start this from the very beginning, and it can be something as simple as a guy asks you out on a date uh, on a Wednesday night, and you can't make it, and you can say, "Sorry, I'm not available Wednesday. I really can't wait to to meet you, um, but I am available Saturday and Sunday." And you know, just saying something like, "I can't wait to meet you." So many women are like, "Oh, I don't want to look desperate, needy, da da da," so I won't say that. You know, um, it can be something as simple as that. Doing that from the get go. Is communicating your needs when the when the relationship comes to are we going to sleep together or not is it a relationship communicating around that and you know as you get more together these subjects get a bit stronger as in are we going to have a family are we going to get married you know um if if that's there from the beginning you have a strong relationship yes and it's funny because again if we go back to you know, being in control. Well, if what you want is that level of partnership, then you show up with that level of partnership. Yeah. And I, I had a, a client of mine who, this is such a great example. She, um, so she was met this guy online and they had, you know, talked about how they like to go to these little quaint coffee shops. And so he asked her to go coffee and he suggested this one coffee shop. And she lives in a major city and she doesn't drive, so she uses public transportation. So she looked up the transportation and realized it was going to be, she had to make a couple of train changes. And she's like, I'm all mad because he wants me to do all this. I said, no, he doesn't want you. He doesn't know you don't have a car. Yeah. He has no idea you're taking the train. I said, why don't you, what would work? And she goes, well, if we could meet at the, like the main station where my first train goes to, I only take one train and there's lots of stuff around there. I said, great, let him know that. And yeah. so she did. And we walked through how to do that. And he's like, oh, absolutely. There's a great one down there. I just picked this because it's one I hadn't been to first. But this one's great, too. So they yeah. were already in partnership before they'd ever met. Yeah. And she went and into this date secret. from a very different point of going, this guy isn't against me because she's literally telling me these whole stories she's come up with like, I'm going to have to take two trains. It's going to take me all this time. It's probably right around the corner from him, which she didn't know. All these different stories of why he was doing nothing. She was doing all the work. It probably wasn't yeah. going to work out. I'm like, why are you going then? Yeah. I'm like, unless you can make this one you want to go on, don't go. Yeah. And so she did. And we walked through it and she had the communication and it was awesome. And she goes, I left for that date feeling so excited. Because we'd already worked together. Yeah, that's and how early that's it can a be. brilliant example of how to communicate your needs from the get-go. Yeah, just realize if it compromises you and it's like, that, I'm not going to be my best with this person if this is the situation. Well, then speak to it. Don't go showing up being all angry when <laughs> he didn't even know he did anything. And the same is you invite that from your partner, right? Like, let me know. We're, we're a team. That's what partnership is. Yeah. Yeah. And that will give you a very equal, strong relationship. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So Lorna, what's like something that's going on right now in your world that's a partnership, some type of partnership that you realize, it's kind of like, well, I call it the payoff of partnership. In other words, it's, it's something that you're like, if I wasn't in partnership on this, it wouldn't be happening. This is not something I could do alone. Oh, I would say for me, I was really good at doing things alone. <laughs> mm. 
And when we came together, we live together now, and, you know, we do our finance together, all that stuff, it was hard for me in the beginning to be okay with, so I, you know, I had a baby um, last year, then I, there was no income coming in uh, from from my side. It was hard for me to get used to, he said to me, we're, we're in this together. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a breakup because I'm not carrying myself, you know. And that was like a new level in a relationship. And I just went to this another level of, oh, yeah, this is great. This is a good guy. This is strong, you know. Um, I was always so, I'll just do it by myself, misindependent. And whenever challenges come up, it's just a come together, we can get through this, come together, we can get through this. And that was powerful. Yeah. Well, I, I love what you just shared there about him saying we're in this together and it made you think I'm not doing my part. Yeah. But what that means is I may have to carry everything right now. Someday down the road, you may carry everything. It's not It's not keeping score. Like no. I did something, now you do something. Or I'm not going to do anything until you do something to catch up. And when we keep score, everybody loses because everybody thinks they're ahead. Yeah. So you're always waiting for your partner to catch up. When they think they're ahead, so they're not doing anything, and pretty soon you've stagnated, waiting for the other person to catch up. Yeah, and a partnership is a dance. Absolutely. Yeah, and I love that analogy because if you think of dancing, right, and if you really, really mesh, where you're both doing your role, one's leading, one's following, both of you are way better than if either one of you is not doing that. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, we're amazing dancers. No, it's because you're actually working in harmony. If one yeah. of you decided they wanted to fight that process, you you could have the best lead dancer in the world, and he would look horrible if you wrestled with him over it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a good example. So, Lorna, I, mean, I, I think ahead. that was a biggie for me. Yeah. Do you want to share more? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, though, because it is, right? And it's such a good example because so many women have had dance experience. So they've had dance classes. Most guys haven't. Yeah. And then they're like, well, how come he doesn't know how to lead? Because he's never had a dance class in his life. And so then you go, oh, well, then he won't even try. No, you're, dan you're leading. So if you're leading, you can't both lead. And then you wonder why he doesn't lead. Well, if you're already doing it, he has to be the follow. Because there's no yeah. way it's going to work if you're both leading. Yeah. So it, it is that dance. It's such a good one. So I want to ask you something, Lorna, because we, we've gotten to a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. And this is where we're going to kind of step away from stories and give our listeners a couple little you know, gold nuggets they can take home with them. And one is, I'm wondering for you personally, what, what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received? Best relationship advice I ever received? I would say it is go after what you want. Mm. I think too many of us play small. We don't believe we can have that great love. 
And if you don't believe you can have it, you won't have it. You've got to believe it's possible for you. And when you believe it's possible for you, your brain's so clever in that, I don't know about you, Ken, but when you focus on something, it shows up in your life. And when you really believe it, you start to see the steps to get there. And you've got to really believe that the big love that you want is there for you. Because if you don't, you're going to fall short. Absolutely. No, I'm totally on the same page with you on that. And it's it's funny because there's actually literal biological systems that, that cause this. It's something called the reticular activating system. It's a part of our brain that does exactly what Lorna just said. If you're believing it and you're focusing on it, it's going to bring it to the forefront. But if you're focusing on what you don't like or, oh, this will never work, guess what? It's going to bring it to the forefront. <laughs> Either way, you're going to get whatever you're focusing on. So, yeah, super, super great example. And I love that you said, you know, go after what you want. Because you're right. Again, it's like a need. Nobody knows you want it unless you go after it. Yeah, and, you know, tell the world. Too many people are scared to say, I would actually like to go out with a guy and get married and have kids. Yes. Oh, all the time. And, you know, when I was dating, I would always track the wrong guy because I didn't think I could have my equal. I always thought that I was kind of a scared of an attractive guy, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And when I got comfortable with that and when I believed, you know what, I can have a quality guy, it was there was a lot of getting comfortable with being around somebody who was good looking and attractive and hot. I was hot for and, you know, there's a, there's sometimes an uncomfortableness when you, through the dating phase when you meet a guy you really like and you're hoping it'll work out and it's being okay with that mm-hmm. and letting it happen and not self-sabotaging. <laughs> yes. No, I, it's, it's so true. And, you know, your comment about, you know, I, I didn't think I could have the, the attractive guy or whatever. It's so common. Or uh, that you can, like, you'll find a guy who wants, wants you to be a stay-at-home mom. Oh, no, there aren't any guys like that. Yes, there are. But they're not going to know you want that if you're telling them, oh, I'm a you know big, powerful corporate bigwig and this is my life and I've done all this. And you never once mention that ultimately you would really love to be a stay-at-home mom and raise a family. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But we've got a lot of these different ideas of, oh, but that's not success. It's like, are you kidding me? Oh, if you're raising a kid, it's success. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's like no easy task by anybody's measure. So yeah, it's it's it is. It's owning that for yourself and and showing up in that way. So I'm curious, what would you say, Lorna? Is a, is like if you could pick one, what would be the book or the resource you would recommend for our listeners around partnership and relationship, and and why that particular one? Mm. You know, I was thinking about this. The book that influenced me the most, and I'm giving credit to another dating coach, is Evan Marquette's Why Men Disappear. I, what I loved about that book is it really gave women insight into men. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I was changing my life, it helped me kind of get it and be like, oh, okay, that's why that's happening, you know? And one of the things 
that I found really good about it was if, if a guy disappears, so what? Too many of us spend too much time. In fact, in my Facebook group right now, I was writing to a lady and she was talking about some guy she liked and he didn't show the same interest. Should she ask him out? I mean, the guy's not interested, bottom line, okay? And I'm a big girl on bottom lining things. Mm-hmm. He's either in or he's out. I always say men are either into you or they're not. And the sooner you get that and stop wasting your time on what's not work not working. You know, you've this you know, he can be a good person, whatever, but if it's not working, it's not working. And that is gonna keep you stuck. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great resource. Uh, Evan Evan, somebody I, I got a chance to meet one time when I was out in California, really great guy. And, you know, it's it's funny because you reminded me as you were sharing that story, you know, the, the, the book and movie, he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people the movie is entertainment. The book is helpful. And most mm-hmm. people don't know the origin of the book. The book was written by a man who was the only male writer on the Sex and the City team. Ah. So he would go to these meetings for the, the writers, and they're all sitting there working on the shows, and he heard all these women telling all these stories about the guy they're seeing, this and that, and he kept going, yeah. he's just not that into you. Yeah. Ladies, and that's you're the making big up truth. these stories that aren't true, that are dragging you through hell. Yeah. When if you just would be honest with yourself and go, clearly he's not that interested in me, next. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I state that all the time. He's not into you. Go, come on, let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it, it's really interesting because there is we do we come up with this stuff and then it's like oh this is so hard it's like well that's because you're trying to make you know make lemonade out of old shoes it's like it's not the right ingredients to make what you're looking for. Yeah. Just not. Yeah. yeah. And that's a big aha for people when they get the strength to get out. Yes. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said earlier, right? Of believing that you can have what you need, what you want. It yeah, is and take, It is available. Yeah, and you have to take the risk to get there. You can't go along with something that's not working. You know, a very popular word right now is declutter. And I always say, are you still texting your ex? Get rid. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, who are you sleeping with? Get rid. That's not getting you any closer to what you want. So yeah. why, why do that? Exactly. Exactly. Well, Lorna, I mean... We're out of time, but it's clear there's a lot more here. So how, how can our listeners find out more about you and what you do? How do they contact you? You can go to www.lornapool.com. So it's my name, L-O-R-N-A-P-O-O-L-E. And there you will find 15 fun and flirty conversation starters to get the hot guy to notice you. And go there and... Uh, opt in and you'll hear from me from there awesome fantastic and as as my regular listeners know and anyone new will find out if if you didn't get a chance to jot that down real quick because you're busy doing something else don't worry about it you simply go to speakingyourpartnership.com type in lorna's name in the search and we will have the link right there so it's really easy for you to get to her and, and connect with her well, Lorna, this has been great. I, I love what you share with us. Thank you so much for your generosity, and thank you for being on the show today. And thanks for having me, Ken. It's been fantastic. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests 
on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.